Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. For nearly 40 years, Racetech has been supplying the motorcycle industry with high-quality suspension components made right in the USA. From modern to vintage, Racetech is your go-to source for suspension performance. Also, they provide a, the gold valves. We know about these things. They provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance and increased traction. All Racetech products are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Pulp 23 code to save at Racetech.com. Tell them you listen to Pulp. Tell them you want to save some money. Get your suspension work done. Get your motor done at Racetech. All right, on to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. 25 years of fly. Thank you to those guys. Thank you to the dealers. Thank you to the distributors. All of that. The customers for Fly Racing. RJ Hampshire running Fly Racing out there. Jose Butron as well. Yeah, that's right. Things I didn't think I would say. But they're out there in Fly Racing, crushing it. Formula helmet, Evo gear, kinetic mesh, they've got it all. Off-road stuff, they got you covered as well with the patrol line of gear. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. Formula helmet's simply amazing. Check it out. Uh, go to flyracing.com. Read about the safety features on the formula. You'll be amazed from the EPS conehead design to the uh, Rion technology, Fly Racing. Really, really good stuff from those guys. They're super proud of that formula, as they should be. So thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. Follow them on social media, at Fly Racing USA. Uh, Roger Harvey coming up here on the uh, podcast. Really interesting man who's been around the sport forever, since the beginning. And he's uh, an, a UK chap. And speaking of the UK, Renthal. Made over there in the UK, factory Honda. Factory uh, Kawasaki, factory KTM, using Renthal products, grips, bars, sprockets, chains. Uh, chances are you've used something from Renthal over the years. If you're listening to this, uh, they got a dealer locator for the USA on their website. They have a uh, bar chart as well that you can punch in your band and find out which Renthal suits you. And then more championships and all the other brands combined. They just swept the GP classes a couple weeks ago. Renthal.com, uh, universally trusted by racers and teams across the world. And they've got you handled. 7 eighths bar, the fat bar, fat bar 36, that twin wall bar. Look at all the riders that have used Renthal over the years. Thank you to those guys. Maxxis Tires on board as well. Uh, the new tires from Maxxis, shop.maxxis.com. Maxxis MX Series, a gift from the science nerds to the moto kids. If you get ready to tread with the new Maxxis Moto Tires, experience the intermediate, soft intermediate, and the intermediate to hard terrain developed and tested with some guy named Jeremy McGrath. So thank you to Maxxis for coming on board. Mountain bike tires are great as well. And, of course, um, Cobalinks and Motorsport.com will tell you more about as we go on. But Roger Harvey here, a guy I've known for, I don't know, maybe 10 years or so, 
maybe longer. He's a very powerful person in the moto world over there in Europe, whether it's running Honda UK, whether it's running Honda MXGP series. Now he's just an advisor, taking a step back. Tons of stories. A great world-class racer uh, himself. And uh, yeah, man, you want to talk about a career that spans basically motocross from the beginning. It's Roger Harvey. So I'm really happy that he took the time to talk to me. Uh, a hell of a guy, really funny, uh, great storyteller. Uh, stoked to have Roger Harvey on the podcast. Hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Now on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, all the way from the uh, UK, I've got him. Uh, I don't know what time it is there. It's late, but uh, I'm super stoked to talk to Honda HRC advisor, Roger Harvey. What's up, Roger? How are you, man? I'm great, thanks. Um, enjoying it. Enjoying it. We've got a in the middle of the season. So, um, yeah. It, it, it's it's working out okay, um, working nicely. We've just obviously got the flyaways coming up, Germany this weekend. Yep. So, um, yeah. You uh, know, yeah, thanks good. for doing this. You're a busy guy, and uh, I appreciate it. I mean, by the way, um, do you want Lewis Phillips back? Do we do we trade? How do we get him back? Uh, you know, he's just over here. He's just <laughs> no, 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 keep him over there, mate. Okay, keep, okay. Him over, keep him over there. <laughs> he's better with you lots. <laughs> okay, all right. No, he hasn't been called in any meetings from the AMA or anything, so I think it's okay, that part. I don't not know. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. They'll be coming. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, last couple of years, you you stepped back. Of course, you're the longtime HRC manager for Honda. Last couple of years, you're yes. more of an advisor role. Just Yes. You just tired of traveling just tired of you know taking it they want to ease into retirement a little bit smack on the head yeah, yeah. um to travel in it sounds very glamorous you know when you're talking <laughs> to somebody and saying oh yeah well you know we travel and we go to argentina we go to brazil and we go to indonesia yeah fantastic but when you're doing it year in year out as you all know, just even in the States, mm-hmm. it's, it, it just gets to you, the traveling. So <clears throat> I, I said to HRC that, you know, I, I, I think maybe to retire or, and they said, well, please stay on as advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I said, I don't want to travel. I don't want to <laughs> do the long hauls. Yeah. You know, my flight, my flight times are about two, two and a half hours maximum. Yep. Now. Yep, yep. So that's, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I guess it's nice too. Uh, so you're still you're still involved with the with the team and still know what's going on, but you see the notes, you see the the recaps, the phone calls, and all that. But yeah, just not doing yeah. the the heavy the day to day. Sure. <clears throat> no, Mark, Marcus DeFraitas, he's taken that over from me, and he does a great job. Mm-hmm. He he understands it and understands how it works. And if he's not sure on anything, that's what I'm there for. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he hardly ever calls me now. He doesn't have to. We, we talk every day almost anyway yep um so yeah um i'm i'm stood back mm-hmm. not doing the day-to-day stuff so like just just watching how it's working what's going if we can improve and you know what 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 can uh if we have to change anything you yeah. know and that sort of stuff sure yeah so um you've uh you've been in the sport forever your whole life i didn't realize i I'd asked you a few questions about your bio and you you sent me a results, or you sent me what you did in 1976 in the 125 World Championships. I'm like, holy shit, Raj, I didn't know any of this. So um, the, <laughs> the point I'm being at is you've been around when Honda was Honda and unstoppable yes. over here and unstoppable over there. And, yes. and then, you know, we had a little bit of lulls and the, there was a, a few times where Honda was farming out its team. And I don't know, yep. Raj, when it, I want to say like 2000. 16 or 17 hrc came back uh it was a yes. dedication from japan 
And and yeah, I mean, I don't. They're not back to the 1980s uh, uh, domination. But you look over here in America. You look at what's going on over there with Tim, and we'll get into that. Yep. And like, yeah, yeah, the Japanese just decided. You know what? We're Honda, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, it, uh, <clears throat> around about 14, it was. Um, I was working for Honda Europe, and and as you say, it was mm-hmm. like a satellite job, and yep. you're trying to look after teams. And you, you're scratching on budget all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, then HRC made a decision that they would um, re-enter the, the the world of motocross, you know, because uh, basically the the CRF name became important with the the what we know as the Africa Twin because mm-hmm. it's the CRF thousand. Yeah. So it became important to get that name up there and and, and push it, and and they saw the market going towards you know off road as it as it is in europe so yeah let's uh in the in the came and i'm thinking oh dear okay right yeah i better start looking for a job you know? <laughs> um but no they they rung me and said you know we want you to to stay on and and look after it on the mm-hmm. um on on the european side or, or the non-japanese side yep <clears throat> so Basically, what you become is a window guy. Everything goes through you to the team and the riders and this, that, and the other, and everything goes back through you to Japan, you know. So that was the role as general manager, you know. And, um, yeah, it it, it worked good. And, obviously, we just hooked up with Tim at that time. And it it went from, you know, strength to strength, really. Yeah. Did you see – and so did you see a lot uh, more aggressiveness from Japan on uh, parts and uh, testing and things to try? Like, obviously, like, again, like when Martin Honda had the team and the, and, and, and these different people had uh, Honda support, there was factory yes. stuff going on. There, You know, it wasn't like they were, they were totally out of it. But it, I can't think – it's, it's, it's not a coincidence that it seems like the Red Riders have elevated their game since HRC came back in. And I don't know if it's just people yeah. in Japan or what, you know, what was the rededication to racing? It's uh, because probably it's better budgeted. Mm-hmm. It's it's easier to budget. <clears throat> it's still, you know, you haven't got endless budget. That's for certain. Right. Nowhere. No, nobody has these days as far as I can see. Um, but just the way you'll know back in the 80s where the way they did it Mm -hmm. and just that very very close to road race mentality on how that is done and and obviously long term on on our side on the on the on the mxgp side we have prototype bikes so we can lead and look forward to the future yeah and and that is where the focus comes, you know, it's, it's, it's all about um, your engineers getting the best and developing and going forward. And, and, you know, when, when it comes to that point, we can try it, you know, mm-hmm. in the races and, and, and that's how it gets better and better. And I, I think the focus and, and steps up the production bike. So, mm-hmm. which is the, the end goal, you know, to sure. step up your production box and hopefully sell more. And it seems like over here, like when I talk to Lars, who's obviously the manager here, uh, yeah, good luck. Yeah. yeah, great, great guy. Um, you know, he's like, hey, uh, the, they told us that they did this with Tim, and we're going to try it. And then Tim's going to try our setting, and that BFRC shock is something that Tim really worked on and developed, and Chase is running it now. It seems like, Raj, there's more cooperation between uh, the Honda team now with the HRC involvement, more across the board of, like, this is what we did at uh, Southwick. What did you guys do at Teuschenthal or whatever, yeah. right? It seems like well, it's a little more uni- unionized together. 
Yeah, yeah. Everybody's chucking information in mm-hmm. from from all corners. You know, obviously from Japan side, even the riders that got in Japan, that information's going in. Our information's going in. Uh, American information's going in. So yeah, and yeah. it's all it's all melted together at HRC, um, mm-hmm. and and it's I'm I'm sure it is benefiting all sides. You know. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like it's working well. We got these Lawrence <laughs> brothers over here. They're doing pretty well. So. Yeah, they were they were they were hot here, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. When we had them in Grand Prix, the, the boys were there, and obviously we didn't see so much a jet. Yeah, um, because he was too young, really. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't even bloody qualify when he was here. Really? Huh? Yeah. Like <laughs> early on, really? Yeah. I can remember. Yeah, at Spain. Yeah, he. Um, I was saying. Yeah, I don't think he qualified or something. I was yep. giving him apes, but he, <laughs> he was just a kid. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, is that is that mentality now still? Looks like it hasn't changed too much for him, so that's no. great. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's interesting to see. And again, with no production rule, you guys can try some frames out, and Honda can ship you some frames, and Tim can ride it, and Ruben yes. can ride it, and and yeah, it, it's a, it's a real test bed. And like I said, I don't think the '80s are back where there's such a dominant uh, Honda no. technology, but it's I, I, we yeah. ain't going to see that again. No, we're not going to. No. You know, in our lifetimes, we ain't going to see that again because. Uh, you know, we were saying earlier that uh, the, the the factory bikes at that time, they were like so much different, yeah. so much better. <laughs> you know, them them trick with a very kickstart folded into the fuel tank and all yeah, that. Yeah. You know, you love it coming from your background. Yeah. And and all that stuff. And I used to look at them bikes and go, oh, no, you know, <laughs> look at them. Yeah. And, you know, oh, man. Well, and, and we're never going to see that because the production bike's so close to – to what you can, yeah. what the boys are racing now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Tim Geyser, he is obviously hurt right now. Hopefully, he's coming back. Yep. He started the ride. Um, yep. He's turned into, and I don't know if everybody saw this, if anybody thought he would turn into this. You know, I, I believe he got a couple of breaks to win that first uh, uh, MX2 title when he did that. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And then he has taken that, and, and obviously, um, um, this injury kind of sucks for him, but. I don't. Did did you see Tim doing what he's done so far in his career? I mean, he's approaching. Well, going from a crash test dummy to to to, <laughs> to, to, to a, a consistent. Yeah. No, I'd never seen that because, like, yeah. at one stage it was all twist it and just go, you mm-hmm. know, and just hang on and hope for the best. But no, the, the rider he's turned into is amazing. Yeah. Um, it's just a pity that he, you know, it's a pity that Jeffrey got hurt last year and mm-hmm. then Tim's got hurt this year because. Uh, to see them two going at it together would yeah. would have been awesome. I mean, he still would has some. Awesome. He still has some big ones, but 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 yeah. Generally, yeah. generally speaking, he's he's smoothed out a little bit. Uh, yeah, yes. he's really turned himself into you know an all timer, and I don't know if anybody saw that coming. So yeah, yeah, I don't think they did. I yeah. don't. You know, like yeah, it's, I I go back to Graham Noyce. Yeah, um, you know, we all know Graham Noyce, first world championship for for mm-hmm. Honda. He. He crashed. It, I passed him at Auckston Park when I was racing. Mm-hmm. I passed him in a British Championship race, and he was on the deck five times. <laughs> and I passed him five times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the day he stopped doing that, he was gone. Yeah. He still beat me in the race, mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, it, like, and, and, and Tim, that's what I kept looking back. Mm-hmm. But he was also old school. He was also gritty and, you know, worked yeah. hard at it and took a took a bit of a battering and, and it took a big knock to 
to to hurt him, you know. So yeah. he, he is he is a bit old school. So that's quite nice, and yeah, he's he's getting back on it now. And, yeah, you know. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, it comes back. Um, yeah, he's, he's uh, he seems like a good dude. Um, he seems like a nice guy too. You know, really. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's you know, he's it's um, yeah, he lives still in Slovenia yeah, and everything's yeah. focused around that. So, and he, he yeah, he, he has a, a quite a simple life and just focused totally on motocross. Yeah. A bit like Lewis, actually. <laughs> Jesus. Don't, 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 hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Um, how much, how much say did you have over the years in hiring riders? I mean, obviously that, you know, you ran it by you and you, you know, you, yeah. you guys made some big swings. Uh, Tim, yeah. Tim's the red rider for sure. But did you, I mean, as a former racer yourself, and we'll get into, you know, your career, um, uh, did you, did you have, did it rest on your shoulders or was it a collaborative thing? Or no, how? no, it's always, always like, as you know, the Honda, they, there's a number of people that are involved, yep. a lot of people. A lot of meetings. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, basically Tim came about with Giacomo and myself mm-hmm. and like, we discussed and yeah that's that's the way we want to go um then i've got to sell it to the japanese you know okay yep uh, and selling then a 250 program that we weren't involved with wasn't easy but you know yep. f- fair dues to them they they understood what we were looking at and and, and supported it and um you know it, we've benefited from it since then really so yeah the riders Everybody contributes, you know. Yeah. Everybody contributes, and there's several key people um, mm-hmm. that, that contribute. Several, there's four or five key people probably yeah. that contribute to it, and then we, we'll put it to Japan, and, and, and the yeah. final decision comes from there, you know, because yeah. it's all down to budget. Sure. Budget. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, yeah. How close did you come to getting Hurlings? How 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 close? Um, I spoke to him. <laughs> That's, that's all I'm going to get at? You spoke yeah. to him? That's it? Okay. I all spoke right. to Jeffrey. Yeah, okay. I spoke, to be honest, I have a good relation with, relationship with Jeffrey. Yeah. 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 Um, and, um, yeah. You okay. know, he's okay. Jeffrey's Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, I admire him. I like, you know, a lot of people don't like him for, for how he is, but um, I like him. I get on with him. Mm-hmm. We can have, we he, can have the crack together, you know. He and, seems uh, a bit more humbled, I think, now. Yeah, he's, you he's, know. he's He's grown up, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's grown. He, he, he was a bit of a wild child, yeah. to say the least, you know, um, over the years. But, um, yeah, I, he's changed a bit. But, like, I still reckon he'd be a right. bloody headache to handle, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. <laughs> um, what do but you like, – Yeah, good. So, you know, what, what do you think of American racing? What do you, you know, you know it well. Obviously, you've yes. been over here a bunch. Uh, um, yes. Even when you were a racer, you were around David Bailey's and these guys and – Yes. All of this. Uh, what's your like? Just your your thirty thousand foot view of American racing. What 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 are your thoughts on it? Um, let's put it this way: I watch every Supercross, okay. and I've watched yep. every outdoor, and and I, I find it amazing. Depth at the moment, you're eh, struggling. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You're struggling. Yeah. You know when you get like Jose Butron, it's who it's phenomenal. Been struggling here, and he's gone in there, and he's gone. <laughs> And uh, you can see all the Euro guys getting thinking, oh, Boutron's getting that. Let's get over there. Boys. He just got a fifth. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, like, every, every race in when he was doing Grand Prix, he, he'd lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be out the gate and gone, <laughs> and then he'd just hang on, you know. Yeah. And and that's obviously what he's, he's trained up to do over there, and, and that's what he does. Um, but, no, the, the depth, yeah, 
but you, same story. You've got injuries, um, yeah, yep. loads and loads of them, and that's taken away from it from what could be, yep. um, you know, like could be amazing. Um, I think it's been really, really interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting Jet to be quite like that on the 450, like he's been at these first two. Mm-hmm. Um, that was quite a surprise. You know, I expected him to be half reasonable, but not 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 yeah. how he's handled it. Yeah. Yeah, but then you get Chase go out and you've got other riders that are all injured. Kenny's hurt and, yeah, so. Yeah. It's, um, but, uh, yeah, when we get the top 20 out of Europe and the top 20 – that race, when that day, race day comes, right. when everybody will commit to it, that's um, that will be one hell of an event to watch. They're working on it, I hear. Let's hope. I think that's yeah. what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's hope. Did but you, it's to get everybody to commit to it, isn't it? So, did you ever like come over as a as a young racer and do any Golden States or go to Supercross and watch or anything? Did you ever get a chance to do Trans- that? Like Trans Am. Trans Am. Trans Am. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Trans Am back in the seventies, wasn't it? Yep. Um, I did, yeah. There was a, a company in San Diego called Novi Shop International. Yep. They, uh, they they um, uh, had uh, Cheney BSAs, and they put me asked me to just to come over mm-hmm. and and like. My first visit to America, me and a kid called Wayne Boyer. Okay. Um, and we, here's your bikes, here's your parts, here's my credit card. Yeah, you're entered in these races. See ya, bye. <laughs> <That's> what, <laughs> that was it. That was an education to go to, um, to go there. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> it was the, the thing is in that era, yeah. The, the guys that knew about the international races and all this, that, and the other, you know, the, this the, what went on in France. I don't know whether you know about it, but they knew about them and they kept them to themselves because they were hellish good earners, <laughs> unbelievably right. earners. So right. it was all kept very tight-lipped. And to get in, like like you had Dave Bickers coming over to America regularly yeah. and things like that, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I went over to race just that, that Trans Am. That okay. Was, that was it. That, that was it. Um, what yeah. uh, What do you think of like? And I think where you, I think it's important. And I don't want to. I always try, Raj, to not be like you know. I'm up there in age. I started going to the nationals in 1996, right? And I try yeah. not to be the old man yelling at the clouds and saying everything was better back in my day. I don't want to be that yeah. way. I want to. You know, I think there's some progressiveness that we need to have and we need to move forward. Yeah. And but on the other hand, I think you. To know where you're going, you got to know where you've been, right? In the sport yep. and, and the history of it, and all of that. Uh, Glover, Brock Glover, I talk to every weekend. He's pretty passionate about that that feeling as well. Yep. Um, yep. So I want to get your take on the GPs. Like you, you've you raced them back in the '70s. You were around yep. them in the '80s, '90s, all of yep. that. You've been there for the yep. one moto format, for the uh, the, yep. the 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 the, the um, three moto format. Um, yes. The super finals, all this stuff. Um, now you know. I look at them now, and 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 I, David and everybody at at in front does a good job with certain things. And but honestly, it, it makes me shake my head a little bit. Like again, we're going to some of these flyaways; they're government funded. I get it. Uh, I like money too, yeah. just like the next guy. But we're getting yeah. twenty two guys on the line. We're, we're yes. the tracks are in parking lots in some instances, and yeah. I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't understand it. But you know what? I was talking to Pitt Byer years ago from KTM. He was in Anaheim yes. or whatever, and I asked him the same question. And Pitt told me, I, I told him, why do you guys do this? Why don't you just tell Ustream, then Ustream, like, bugger off. We are not doing this. Um, yep. He told me, listen, 
they sell scooters in Indonesia and they sell scooters in Thailand and, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I understand that. And that was his point of view. And I don't know. So it's a roundabout long way of asking Roger Harvey, like, what, what do you think of the GPs now and the way they do things and the way things are and all of that? <clears throat> I think basically, um, like you were saying, you know, the, the the way they were in the old days, it was always the best. Yeah. For sure, for sure, I had the most fun in my era. Mm-hmm. But you speak to the kids today, you know, I look at the tracks now and they're rutted to hell, aren't they? You know, that you mm-hmm. just look at it and they're deep, deep ruts. But then uh, I think it came out on Sunday at Kegham's. Um, at Latvia, mm-hmm. that um, oh, the track's not very rutted. You know, it's 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 not easy. Yeah, and that's what the kids of today. So when it ruts up, they love it. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 like so, if they got a flat track with a bit of water on and a bit of grass on, not that you'd ever see that these days, they would think it was it was a terrible track. You know, they would think it's shit. We don't, you know, um, but you ain't gonna get a guy. Like, when I was doing it in the 70s, I couldn't afford, like, 76 was my mm-hmm. first year, uh, in 125 Grand Prix, so I couldn't afford to go. I right. couldn't afford a mechanic, to, mm-hmm. a friend to come with me. Uh, I couldn't even feed him. So I ended <laughs> up doing four or five Grand Prix absolutely on my own. How stupid can you get? <laughs> like Finland, Belgium, France, yeah. Czechoslovakia. Did all these absolutely on me jack in the van mm-hmm. with me bike with me parts and just traveling around um absolutely stupid if you wrecked yourself but it's what we did the wife my wife Lynn, he she had to stay at home working mm-hmm. to earn the money to pay the mortgage and yeah you'd never get a kid be able to do that these days yeah you know yeah. they've got to be there's got to be this team thing so be, yeah they gotta be on I, a team yeah all of that yeah i think we've and, and i could make enough money at one Grand Prix to get to the next one and, and save a bit, you know. Um, and this is gone, and we've lost this element now. So if you've got a few quid, you can get a ride yep. nowadays. Yeah. So I think that's a, a sad reflection on, on the way it's gone, but I accept the way it is. The tracks, oh, yeah. It's 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 all down to where the finance. It's got to be a world championship. Why do we do it? It's a world championship. Yep, yep. It's got a world championship title on it, so the manufacturers will be interested to have their name on that world championship. Sure, that's one of the big reasons. Yeah, of course we sell. You know, I think millions of bikes in in Indonesia, in Brazil, and Argentina. Yep, little ones, mainly yeah. little yeah, ones. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important to go and fly the flag, fly the name there, you know. Um, so, but it's just we're going back to Majora, uh, Majora now. So that's yeah. that's great because it's an old school track that we can relate to, and and, and, but, and, but, and tons of fans, and yeah, and the history, and yeah, and, you fans, know, all of that. Yeah, you can't get the people in, you can't get the trucks in. Um, you know, like like. For example, at the moment, um, whoa, hang on, I've got to just check whether I'm not speaking out of turn. Um, you know, it's Matterley, we don't know whether we can get Matterley at the moment right. in the UK. Um, so, oh, right, okay, well, what other track can we go to in the UK? Nowhere's big enough to hold mm-hmm. the event. Yeah. You know, the, we don't have them. You know, you know the historic Hawkston Park. 
a famous Grand Prix yep. venue for yeah. years and years. Yeah. Not big enough, like a club track now compared. Right. Or, or the, the facility is. It's still big, yep. but it's nowhere near big enough to to run what we're doing today, you mm-hmm. know. So um, I, I just think, yeah, we've all got, like, we've got two or three, four Arctics going to the races now. Um, you know, for hospitality, because we've got a, a big tie-up with different sponsors. For yeah. example, Fox, you know, they're a great sponsor of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we've got to look after their people and this, that and the other, and then the Japanese are all there. We have Japanese at each race, and we have normally a Japanese suspension guy, although we're going coming more to having a European. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, we've got all these. So we go with three or four Arctics. Yeah. Uh, semis, as, as, as you know. So, 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 it's, so it's almost like we're almost like we have to pick the venues to suit the infrastructure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And and when, you, when you're when doing that, you're to almost to road race circuits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Because you can't – like if you've got 60 semis coming, turning up at an event, mm-hmm. 60 or more – you can't tow every one of them in and yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. need a fleet of tractors. Right. So you've got to have hard standing um, so they can just drive in and, and drive out. Um, so it just makes it so, so difficult now for, for tracks because the, 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 the whole sport has grown. And publicity, yeah, publicity has increased tremendously. Um, but, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, with I'd the like to see the tracks prepared a bit differently sure. and – this, that, and the other, but like each to their own opinion. Now, I don't go and tell them how to do their job, and respectfully, yeah. hopefully, they don't tell me how to do mine. <laughs> I just like, you know, in '89, a guy named Champus Parker shows up and yep. captures the championship, and he's a yep. wild card. And like, there's no Champus Parker showing up now. Like, you can't, they don't do it. Yeah, you no. can't race unless you're on a team and you're approved. Exactly. I guess there's some exactly. wild cards, but yeah, I. I I don't know. I like that part of the GPs or or just racing in general, just racing. Yeah, in general, yeah, yeah. But when, when that's like 76, when um, Marty was coming over, mm-hmm. Marty Smith, and like now that was – he was doing the all the U.S. Nationals yes. and as many as the Grand Prix as he could fit in around them. And he was flying back and forward, back and forward, which which in them days, okay, you could do it now. Yeah. Easier. Yeah. It it was such a thing. And 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 like to see this uh this American yeah, Californian kid, you know, mm-hmm. come and just like he went head to head with Gaston Royer and factory Suzuki's and factory Yamaha's and, and factory Hondas and, and yeah. uh, loads of Italian factories, you know, small Italian factories with riders that went like hell on them, you know. Yeah. Um, to see that, but that's not going to happen again now because it's, you know, mm-hmm. you've got the US and you'll race there, rightly so, because that's where the guys go. A lot of the European guys still have ambitions, um, you know, they're, they're, they're setting off in their careers with the ambition to come and race in the U.S. So, yeah. you know, that, that's that's right. the way it is. And, you know, I know there's a number of young kids right now that are wanting to be over there as soon as they can. Well, I think, like, it looks to me like in front's trying to embrace an F1 model, right, where you're approved teams and we're keeping the limits down and, you know, and all of that. And over in America, it's like, hey, if you work at a – if you're a plumber – 
but you want to come out to High Point and try to qualify on your 450 and make some money. Yeah. You can. Yeah. You know? You get, um, exactly. And I like that. And that's I a great know. system. Yeah, that's I like that. That's a great that. system. Uh, yeah, well, you can, you, can, you can get that guy, that local guy who knows that local track mm-hmm. and, and, and this and the other, and he can throw a spanner in the works, you know? Yeah. No, um, I which, like that. Which, yeah. which we had in the past, you know? You, yep. you could, you know. For you, sure. you could. When when I was riding, we we always I as as the British guy when I finished finished trying to do Grand Prix because I realised I wasn't quick enough. I'd still go and do a Grand Prix, the one that came here, you know, and, and yeah, yeah, um, you know, you could probably get top ten if you were lucky. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, by the way, Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Roger Harvey, uh, MX HRC MXGP advisor. Very important title now. Um, it is, isn't it? Yeah, very very, very big. Um, Hey, so you mentioned 76, and obviously you grew up racing and riding over in England and, and Bickers and BSA and all of that. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you're just like, like you're like me. Uh, 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 you did much better than I did, but we're, we're all failed motocross racers that we, you know, at some yeah, point, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, but you got fifth in the 76-125 World Championships, um, and you represented the UK at the MXDN, uh, which yeah. I, Raj, I've known you for a long time. You know, we're not really tight buddies or anything i've known you for, i did not know you did any of this this is awesome though I, yeah. I i have a lot of questions so you mentioned uh marty coming over in 76 him and dave arnold comes yeah. over and and marty's, yeah, yeah. marty's yeah, doing yeah. both series which by the way it's still um in, in if you were to do that today it would be a massive accomplishment in 1976 oh. it's it's phenomenal yeah. um oh yeah when you couldn't travel, yeah. Right. But, you know, you're traveling in a time in the, in the mid-'70s, and you're going into the Iron Curtain and all these places, and, and yeah. you know. Uh, but fifth in the world, man, that's awesome. Uh, what do you remember from that year? It, uh, it, like I say, it was on my own. I, yeah. I got a, a 125 Husqvarna from, from a dealer. It all kicked off in 75 when I said, oh, they've got a FIM Cup, a 125 World Pre-World uh-huh. Championship. Yeah. Uh, I said to, I was with the same dude, a guy called Doug Wheeler, um, and and I said, ah, oh, right, I want to do this race. Oh, okay, boy. Uh, he, that's the way he spoke. Oh, hey, okay, boy. Well, I've got a Yamaha off a schoolboy in the shop here. You better take that down and have a ride on that. Yeah, yeah. And I just went out and I rode it, and I thought, oh, I think I finished 7th and 5th or 7th. And I thought, oh, that's all right. And then <laughs> oh, that, yeah. that's the way it came about. So I, yeah, I got a Husky with a bit of help from the Husky uh, importer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then off off I went on, on my travels, you know, just me and another rider and his girlfriend, my wife. Yeah. Uh, off we went doing Grand Prix around Europe, and um, and it was, yeah, it was uh, an education, to say the least. Yeah. We had a, a Ford Transit. We went in uh, the first two Grand Prix we went in, so there was four people sleeping in this transit. Oh, uh, um, we had two bikes and all the parts. We yeah. didn't have spare bikes at that time. Uh-huh. And uh, travelling down through Austria and um, uh, and into Italy and this, that and the other, you know. And yeah. I think I came out of Austria. Oh, no, I got disqualified out of the second race. The Russians had me. Oh, what happened? Oh, they got big Big uphill and downhill. Uh-huh. And I come downhill and I hit a bump. I got a broken finger. I hit a bump and couldn't hold on <laughs> and went end over end, but ended up on the uphill track. Okay. You see what I mean? Yeah. So I picked it up, mm-hmm. went across, and joined where I'd left, yeah. where I'd been going end over end and went down. 
and the Russian delegate saw me and said he cut the track. Oh. So they kicked me, kicked me out. Oh, but that, that was, that was uh, the, you know, that, the Russians you couldn't talk to. No. It, it yeah. was, it was, because um, like there was a, a writer called um, Kudyakov. Okay. And when Bobby for us, uh, Bobrashev, yeah. he came to ride for us mm -hmm. at HRC and I said, here, do you know a guy called Kudyakov? <laughs> Yes, he's my trainer. No, oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my trainer. And he sometimes chases me with a stick. And like, <laughs> You're like, <laughs> These perfect. These Russians were, right. were, were different. Yeah. And uh, I said, all right, I want – he – all the time I raced him, all three, four, five years, uh -huh. and we cleaned each other out on numerous <laughs> occasions. And he said – I said, I want to know why he would never, ever speak to me. Yeah. And and one, I'd, I'd, and the last but one corner in Denmark, I was going to ride straight through the middle of him. You know, we were, <laughs> we were, that was it. Yeah. We're going down, boy. Yeah. You, he put me down on the first corner and just put me down. Anyway, I, anyway, I said, you've got to fight. Anyway, we got to, we were in Latvia and, and he came, Kudyakov came. <laughs> so did I you, said, did you have this sit down? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, I said, Bobby, come here. <laughs> He, he worked it out. He says, right, why wouldn't he speak to me? And the Russians weren't allowed to speak to the Europeans. The Westerners, Europeans. really? Westerners, yeah. Wow. They weren't allowed to if they If he was speak, seen speaking to me, uh -huh. the guy in the suit would have had him and took him, and you wouldn't have seen him again. Yeah, yeah, wow. So you had this respect, and all he did when because he jumped off the track when I was going through it <laughs> on this last but one quarter, yeah. and it was yeah. – yeah. We're both out of this race, mate, now. And he jumped off the track and left me to hit a tyre wall <laughs> and I got him down and round, went up, finished the race, and he followed me over the line. And he looked at me and I thought, he'll want to fight now. Yeah. And he looked at me and just nodded. Just, just, yeah, he was just like, good job. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, yeah uh, that's it. Nodded. So was he oh. friendly when you talked to him with Bobby? Was oh, great. Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. You know, oh, when you could talk that? to me. But, yeah. And you'd see them on the, you know, you'd be start driving to your next Grand Prix on the on the Monday morning or yeah. something, and all these Russian guys would be parked up with the guy in the suit, KGB. Yeah. And uh, he'd be, he'd be um, they'd be all training. They'd be running. They're... They'd be mechanics working on the bikes, yeah. and they'd be training like hell. Wow. Like Monday morning, you yeah, know. Yeah, of course, right? That's how they did it. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All all in one van. They all came in one van and yeah, it was um it was different in that yeah. era. Oh Very I bet. different. Yeah. Did you have um did you have any sketchy moments going into like Checo or, oh, or, or East Germany Czech, or whatever? Czech, like? Czech was a little bit easier. Okay. Um but you always wanted to look over your shoulder, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know who was following you, who was got an eye on you or anything like that. Yeah. And uh but uh, yeah, I oh, it, uh, we wanted to get out one after one Grand Prix out of Czech, and and they had what they call transit routes, and mm -hmm. you can only stay on a transit route. You cannot go off them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So your map was marked with transit routes, mm -hmm. but like it's a whole lot short just cross country here. Um, and we did that, and we got stopped. Oh, we got boy. stopped on the way out yeah. off a transit route. Uh -huh. Oh, 
we were going, oh, no, speak. We don't speak Czech. No, no, you, sorry. We don't. And then they stick a machine gun through the wind right here. <laughs> you could have never been seen again. Shit. Yeah. Exactly. What are we doing? Damn. Um, anyway, yeah. a few t shirts and yeah, yeah. a bit of money later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got out <laughs> of it. We set on a ray. Yeah. Um, so, like, when you get fifth in the, in the points, and, and Moise yes. and uh, Ray here, Ray here won, I think. Ray here won the yeah, first. Gaston, first yeah. He won the yeah. first. I don't know, five world titles or something. All of them, they, yeah. yeah um, did did you did you start getting support? Were you getting to a point where you're like, hey, I, I you know, I want I can be a factory rider one day, like, or was it kind of like nothing um, was there for you? Sorta. I you got interest from Italy. Uh huh. Um, really, there was only Gaston. On the Suzuki, uh, of course, they started bringing the uh, – they brought Watanabe across yep. the year later. Um, and and Marty on the Honda, that, that was all the support. Yamaha a little bit with Rondi, but it wasn't that year, Gerard Rond. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, you're thinking, but it's, it's going to be on an Italian bike. Mm -hmm. And uh, Italian bikes, you need to be in Italy and you needed to – Oh, yeah. They were not the most reliable things in the world. Whereas the old Husky would, he wasn't fast, that was for sure. And I used to have to leave it on the line and risk a cold seizure <laughs> because I could get off the line better when it was cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to push it to the line. And then, in actual fact, when, when it was just before the start, mm -hmm. I'd kick it up then. And and go cold, yeah, you know, and risk yeah. risk Jeez. cold seizures. She never sees you. She, she always nice and lean, nice and lean, great power. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, neat, lean and tight. Um, so. Did you did you grow up with Noyce and Thorpe? Like, is are those the guys oh, that through eighties and schoolboys? Yeah, yeah. So, so that, yeah, those yeah, are your yeah. well, like that, classmates type deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they they were. I I was I was the bit older than them. Oh, you, you are, are only okay. a bit yeah. older than than uh, Noisy. Yeah, um, but yeah. Um, this kid was coming through and like, oh, how fast was he on a Mako initially? And then he jumped on the Honda and uh, and then he stopped crashing and went on, won the world championship and could have won a lot more, I think. You know, I heard he was off the track. He was loose. Look, nice. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he, he enjoyed life. He liked yeah, having a good time. Much. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's... he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he did. He was, he was uh, just, but you'd see him towards the end of his career and he'd be, in the winter, you think like, oh, he's got some weight on him, yeah, you know, he's going to yeah. struggle. And then when you come to the first round of the British Championship in in March, mm -hmm. he'd just be lean, ready, right, you know. Um, you work his nuts off. And so, yeah, noisy, special, special talent. And, and Thorpey, we get on, you know, I speak to Noisy two or three times a week. I speak to Thorpey oh, nice. five or six yeah. times a yeah. week. Yeah, still... Still now, and um, yeah, got some great stories with Thorpe. In fact, we were talking today about tracks in the UK and whether whether where they're big enough for Grand Prix. And there's a new one being built in, uh -huh. in Wales. They call it Monster Mountain, and it's a place called Merthyr Tydfil, and it's all coal heaps there. It's all coal heaps. And I said to Thorpe, I said, "Here, do you remember Merthyr Tydfil? I did you a big favour there." <laughs> And he says, no, yeah. no, what did you do? Why? No. Oh, yeah, I can remember. I said, I gave up my stretcher for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I come a piss baller at the end of the straight, yeah. breaking in over breaking bumps, and I'd gone a, a good one, and it had knocked me a bit. And they got me on the stretcher because they were mounting <laughs> rescue. They wanted me strapped on and everything. 
Okay. And I was trying to get off. Please, I don't need to be here. Get yeah, off. Yeah. No, I need to. And uh, the next thing, Thorpey come end over end past me. <laughs> and I said, look, he needs a stretch him over me. Put him on it. <laughs> He's, he Thorpey. looks really hurt, yeah. Oh. Yeah, damage, damage, yeah. Oh. Get away. Oh. Um, but no, you know, like I see the boys, yeah, yeah quite regularly. Yeah. So it's, still- gr- it's great to have that relationship. You know, we had Hudson, yeah. Noisy. It's great to see Thorpe still involved, like owning a team for so many years and involved. Oh in yeah, 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 yeah. He's, you know, he's, all he's flat out with it. Yeah, he does a big job. He does a big job with Honda. He got these off-road schools. And yep. Um, yeah, he's, he's doing all that. Somebody told me, uh, I don't remember who it was. Uh, somebody told me that, that Thorpe is a real, and I did a podcast with him years ago. I called him yeah. out of the blue. He picked up. He was a ter- terrific guy to talk to. Um, and yeah. I, and, I, and then, I, then I felt bad because my, my impressions of Dave Thorpe were shaped by motocross action, right, as a kid. Well, fastest novice in the world. Well, yeah, and then, you know, and then like, <laughs> oh, the Americans are kicking the 500 World Championships ass. But I'm always yeah. like, but wait, like in 85, he won the moto outright, like in Germany, like he was awesome. But yeah. I don't know. I just had this feeling of Thorpe of, of just kind of, I don't know, and a little bit of shape from the American media. But anyways, okay. Yeah, yeah. So somebody told me uh, years ago that Dave was a real self-made uh, champion, like three-time 500 champion, great rider. Uh, yep. They told me like when he was a schoolboy or when he was coming up, like it wasn't really predicted that he would be this, you know, great world champion. He really, really worked hard and transformed himself, him and his yeah. dad. Uh, would you agree with yeah. that? Yeah, with Keith, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Like, <clears throat> to be honest, I don't know, have you seen his book? No, I haven't, no. Uh, he's, he's got a book out now, and it's, oh. it's pretty good. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> in there, we used to run training schools. There used to be a training school at Hawkston Park, mm-hmm. and I was the – one of the feature riders that went there to to teach the kids. Okay, and 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 there was this kid Thorpe riding. I think he was on a Suzuki then. Um, he was riding at this school and one two five, and he was top of the schoolboys at the time, or coming to the top. And what I used to do because I used to try and incorporate my training in with theirs, so bike time. <clears throat> so at the end of the day. Grand Prix with them were 40 minutes and two laps, yep. as were British Championships. At the end of the day, Hawkston Park, right, boys, what we're going to do, we're going to set off 40 minutes and two lap race. Said, so fill your bikes, and within 10 laps, I'll be lapping you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I set off, and I did, like, I used to do like a couple of laps hard. Yep. Listened. Oh shit! There's somebody behind me. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh no, and pushed on and pushed on and, and like, shit! He didn't say I'm left too much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I had to turn around and have a look, and uh, it was this kid called Thorpe. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know, he says to that day, he says, "I realised you were running quite. That was the year he was running fifth in the world championship." He thought, if he can do that, I can do that. Oh, yeah. And he said that that's yeah. what clicked with him. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> but like, yeah. He's like, this uh, guy sucks. He's not that good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Christ. I'm thinking like, yeah. shit. But uh, yeah, he worked. He thought he just worked at it. Mm-hmm. He worked at it. Yeah. You know, he worked so hard. And I think he bought the, probably the more physical side training and all that regime mm-hmm. to it, you know. 
what a what a time like with Malherb and Gabor's and they're together oh, in the five hundreds yeah. and like yeah and they're on these factory five hundred Hondas and yep. you know I mean you, you you think that the other OEMs got it together with their factory bikes but yeah they're not Hondas so um, no. special time in in World it was it was it was a hell of an era to see see go through so can you at, at this point in the late seventies early eighties when you're doing these schools yep. and you're racing can you make are you making a good living just doing British championships? Like, are you, is that what you're all yeah. you're doing? Yeah. I sort of late seventies, late seventies. I realized I wasn't going to be quick enough to do anything in Grand Prix. So right. swung around and, 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 and concentrated more on, on, on British events, you know, yep. um, I jumped on a Mako in, I was on a Suzuki in 78 and shit, I couldn't ride it. Oh, I couldn't get on with it. I was still doing a few one, two, five Grand Prix, but mm-hmm. I just, could not get on with the 400. Um, and I, he used to break on me, but I suppose, yeah, I wasn't the best mechanic on it. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah. And uh, anyway, I'd, I'd gone to the pretty well the last British Championship of the year, which which was August time. And I'd come over the jump at that back wheel and exploded and I pulled it off the side of the track. Laid it on its side between the ropes, and I'm thinking, oh, I've got to get on the Mako. <laughs> I've got to get on the Mako somehow because guys that had gone on them had gone yeah. like hell on them. Right, right. And I'm thinking, <clears throat> so then I'm reckoning up. I think there were only like um, 1200 quid, like, you know, mm-hmm. $1,500, $1,600. And that's how much they were, but we were that hadn't got that money. I hadn't, I couldn't go and buy one. I yeah. just hadn't got that, that amount of money. Uh-huh. I could get close, but <laughs> I'm still, you know, just over halfway there. <clears throat> and as I'm sat there on the bike, on bike lying on its side, I'm sat on the, the seat, on the side of the seat, watching the race go on. This guy come down and kicked me from wheel, and it was a guy called Jack Hewitt. Okay. And he said to me, Rog, you better come and see me on Monday morning. I've got a Mako there for you to ride for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was a Mako, you know, yeah, yeah. a big, one of the Mako's biggest dealers in the UK. And like, I was there at like six o'clock waiting for the shop to open Monday yeah, morning. Yeah. He's like, I'm ready. Yeah. 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 And I got me released from Suzuki. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I spoke to a guy called Graham Beamish who on the whole Suzuki effort. And I said, look, you know, I'm doing you no favours and uh, I'm not doing myself any at the moment. And then the Mako just turned me around, you know. Yeah, and that just was it. turned my career around and that was it. And I, I was, yeah. And then jumped on my Yamaha in 81, I think, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you, there was actual, like, some, yeah, money to be made and results to be, like, this was... Yeah, so I, this, I could make... I could make... A, a better living than I could going out working. You yeah, know? yeah. So this is like so, like Neil Hudson, Jeremy Watley, those guys, yeah, right? Yeah, like, Dave Watson. Yep, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of factory bikes about. Sure. Obviously, Thorpey, Thorpey was yep. in there then. Yep. <clears throat> Noisy was. Uh, what about that Spence guy? That Lawrence Spence guy. Was he around there? Is he, uh, he's Lawrence, Irish. L- I think, yeah, L- Lawrence. Yeah, Fat yeah. Larry. He's um, <laughs> he's uh, yeah. I see him. I see him reasonably regular now. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Interesting. That's um, yeah, a good time. Yeah, yeah, but he was he was a, and um, he was quite a doer. You know, he's the Irish guys had a tendency not to be able to ride once they come across the water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there wasn't. Yeah, yeah. If once they come out of Ireland, they struggled. You know, right, right. Um, so, but like 
Lawrence was one of them that um, he could manage it. He, he could he could do it. And he, he had some EMX bikes, and they were not the best, you know. Um, so in, in 83, you get picked for the Des Nations team. It's you, yeah. Dave Watson, Thorpe, and Jeremy Watley. Um, yes. What was the process of getting picked for that? Like, were you in the – were you always – did they tell you early? Were you fighting for it? Like, did you know uh, about it? Like, No, it was still open. Okay. It was still open. And uh, basically, obviously, they were young bucks, mm-hmm. all them three. Yep. Um, and so they wanted prob- – they knew, they knew I'd finish. They knew probably I wouldn't throw it away. Yep. I, they knew I'd finish, but I wouldn't be a front runner for them. <clears throat> but um, yeah, so I, I got picked on that merit, you know. Okay, uh, which was a, a great privilege for sure. And you know, to, to to race for your country. And in them days, it was a motocross donations first, and then the trophy donations the week week after. Trophies on two fifties and five hundred. Trophy was on yeah. two fifty. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and you guys got third overall. In we Belgium. got third overall in Belgium, yeah. yeah. It, uh, was it names of like, oh, the track? I don't. But like, oh, it rained in the second race, and you know it was skitty, and yeah, I think they had to use one of my results. I think they had to oh, use one. Nice. So it was, yeah, it was um, it was just a privilege to ride, and you know the, the young guys, they, yeah, you got that respect, you know, sure, with, with, yeah. with them. So. Um, yeah, that was good. And then 250 was a week later in in Czech Republic. Yeah. Um, Pavaska Bistrika, yeah. How'd you guys do and there? Do you remember? Um, Thor- oh, it was a bloody nightmare. <laughs> Thorpe's his missus was just due to have the baby. Okay. Um, which is baby Ryan, I think it was now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The one that was working with him full time. Yeah, yeah. And just due to have the baby. And uh, so Thorpe is mine was like everywhere except mm-hmm. for what we got to do. Yeah. And I can remember and I said, I can remember we went to watch the first race which was Watson and Watley and I mm-hmm. said oh don't worry you thought we'll be all right with these boys because like Watson was on a factory yam and Watley was on factory Suzuki. Mm-hmm. And I said we'll be all right here these will get a qualify. And they went off and oh shit. They're not going to qualify us. Yeah, yeah. I said, Thorpe, you, we've got to get it together. We've, it's down to us. Yeah. We've got to bloody – figure this out. Anyway, he did. And uh, I I, I was second off the line, actually, uh, behind Vroomans. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I, I was second, and then, then I run second, third. There's a fast guy who's come past me, and, and um, I still argue with Thorpe that I beat him in the race, but I didn't. <laughs> and uh, – you know, but like, yeah. So, so um, we got qualified, and and I think we finished fourth. I think yeah. in that one, nice. Which, um, yeah, this... yeah, yeah, it was. But like, it should have been better. Yeah, this was That's Wardy, Bailey, Barnett, and Glover for the USA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. on trick bikes, on trick bikes. Yeah, I think it oh. was it was the year that Honda, you know, Honda and Roger were big parts of the first few years, and it was all Honda team. Yes. And then I think all the OEMs yeah. are like, "Hey, we want in," and they were all all four were represented, like all four yeah. OEMs, right? For yeah, USA, they were. And they were nice bikes that they come with. Oh, crikey, I can remember, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, third overall in Motocross the Nations, that's cool. Um, again, yeah, like, yeah. like you, you, they won in 94, um, but that's one of their best finishes, UK. 
that you got. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, and, and yeah, ninety four was yeah when Malin beat he did the one two fives, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, Malin yeah, was that on fire. Was, that was then uh, I was working at Yamaha then mm-hmm. I think, yeah, and uh, we got help from uh, Michele Rinaldi, you know, right? So for that for his bike. You you move on from there and you become uh, Yamaha off road manager for the UK. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now you're like, is that more? Are you you're done racing at this point? You're done. Oh, quite, yeah. yeah. Well, racing racing did me in '85. I rode on Yamahas from from '81 okay. to '85. Yep. Um, and, and 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 then I crashed. Had a big crash and dislocated and fractured both hips. Oh shit! Okay. Um, oh yeah, that wasn't pleasant. <laughs> I <bet. laughs> I've had better days. Um, and then that was it. You know, that I was, was too old anyway. I yeah. was too old. I was way too old. Uh, and uh, so then it was like lying in the hospital bed, thinking, "Shit, I've got to get to work." Yeah. What am I gonna do? <laughs> and and yeah. so, like, because of your relationship with Yamaha UK, like they had an opening, and like, here you go, Raj. Do you want? To yeah. First, yeah. first of all, the the opening they offered me was on the road bike side. And oh, okay. Thinking, oh Christ, that goes away from me racing. And um, Kawasaki offered a job. A guy called Alec Wright, yeah, who, yep. who you know worked, looked after the Grand Prix program, mm-hmm. like sort of mentoring the the Grand Prix guys and and running the training schools for them. So I did that for eight ten months, and then I went back to Yamaha and worked there for nine years actually. Okay, so you were responsible for supporting teams and across the various off-road yes, stuff? Yes, yeah, yeah, teams, yeah. riders, the main team. Yeah, um, yeah riders, trials, enduro. Okay. Um, not not the road race, but um, so, yeah, that's – and dealers. You know, did you, was, did you enjoy a real sales. job? Did you enjoy a real job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah, it yep. was – I'd, I'd – my mother always, my mother, bless her, she, she always said to me, you've got to get a, like, an education. You've got to get an apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah. It can go wrong, this motocross thing. Yeah. is. You'll never know what you do. <laughs> like 50 years later, still yeah. tramping around a shitty well, field, you know. <laughs> my, my, when I left to be a mechanic for the first time in 96, my mom was like, you got to come you got to become a plumber or a welder like you got to yeah, go to you've trade do school a proper job and and I'm like I know mom let me go do this for the summer in 96 <laughs> and then I'll figure out my life when I get back and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still walking around shitty fields exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly and it ain't bad is it no it's not bad I'm still enjoying it to a great extent no you know, for sure really uh so did you have much to do so this when you're working at Yamaha you're in the UK obviously but but yeah. this is this is Rinaldi with um uh Donnie Schmidt and Bobby Moore Rinaldi's yes. a powerhouse Yamaha team there's yes. a there's Factor a y- team, yeah. yeah there's a YZM works bike floating around for Lundquist and Vimond yep. um yes. are you are you have anything to do with this kind of stuff or are you just you're you know like no, mine's all UK. Oh, UK. But we had yep. like uh, Robbie Herring, oh, the different riders over the different oh, times. So Robbie Herring, Herring Jamie was good. Herring was really good. He was great till you got to go around a grassy corner. <laughs> <laughs> he could tip. He could tip the bike upside down over yeah. jumps and this yeah. unbelievable talent. Yeah. Um, but just mistakes, mistakes, so many mistakes. So I watched, I watched a UK, I watched a UK supercross on YouTube from like 87 and he was beating RJ straight up until the end. Oh yeah. Yeah. Straight. I mean, RJ was the best rider in the world and Rob Herring. I mean, again, RJ gets him, but dude, 
Rob Herring was working him for a long time. Yes, exactly. He meant it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So uh, absolutely, and he he was so special at that. And and like his dad, Ron Herring. Yeah. Um, he 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 was a reputable tuner, you know, okay. and, and like, yeah, yeah. and he was a mechanic for him when we signed him. And uh, Ron would. When the bike wanted just prepping between races and it was running nice, mm-hmm. all Ron would be interested in was the plug colour. <laughs> oh, maybe I, maybe oh, I could yeah, go down yeah. one. Right. You remember when we used to go down one on the jet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ron would be looking at that and you think, oh, get the bike looking nice, please. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But ah, uh, he was yeah, good. so Robbie yeah. was super, super special. We had Dakar as well, Craig Dak. Yeah. You know, that's right. You know Dacca from, yeah, I just uh, yeah, did, I just yeah, did a podcast with him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. he he said, you know, he said he was pretty honest. He said, "I never gave the Grand Prix a real shot. I w- I missed no, home. I, I missed home. I didn't want to, you know, like I did it, but my heart wasn't in it. You know, no, that's yeah. exactly true. Yeah, yeah. He, he was he was homesick from a month of being here. <laughs> yeah. But he signed a contract, so he's right. stuck with and, it. And, and, you know, like Jeff Leesk, like seemed to like, couldn't wait to get out of Australia, right? Jeff Leesk was one of yeah. the, one yeah, of the least, travel yeah. the world, right? Yes, um, yes. So when you're the UK manager, like obviously you're, yeah. you're, you know, you want to win the British championships for your riders. Yes. But then also yes. these guys also are doing GPs. So how do you balance yep. that? How do you balance like... <laughs> we got some help from uh, Yamaha Europe. Okay, yeah. Um, but you know, theoretically, a priority was British Championship. But also, these guys need to, in them days, needed to do some Grand Prix to keep the pace. Anyway, you know, if you've got just a British rider, mm-hmm. so yeah, um, yeah you you we've got them the bosses conditioned to say that you know we've got to do these Grand Prix because that's the way we keep guys yeah. good for the British Championship, and, and yeah. they'd accept that. Yeah, they yeah they they'd, 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 they'd get that, it because so. you know, like hey, you you. You you're paid to win the British Championships, and then you break your arm in in France, and it's like, oh well, wait, like yes. shit, you know. There's always that balance, right? Exactly, exactly, and 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 that that was the risk. But like you know, the thing is, motocross riders ride that much, mm-hmm. um, you know. That the, 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 there's always that risk, and that's that element is still there, you know. Yeah, that yeah. element of risk is like like you look at Herring at the moment; he's riding every weekend and three, four times in the week. Yeah. Well, he's a stunt guy now, right? He's a stunt guy now, Herring? Yeah. Oh, so uh, Robbie no. Herring. Yeah, yeah Robbie yeah. Herring. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I mean Jeffrey. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey sorry. Ellis. Yeah, Herlings, like, yes. Um, um, every week, you know, he is doing that now. Yeah. Yeah, J- um, uh, Robbie's got his own stunt company, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's doing, like, a lot of the filming. He's He's more the guy that rides the bike while the guys sat on behind him doing the filming. Sure, you know? yeah. Um, you're a pretty, you're you're a real nice guy. You're pretty, you know, you got a good personality. Was it tough for you at times to say no to people? Like, I can't support you. I can't do this. I can't, you know, I can't hire you. Like, did you, because yeah. as an old racer, you also know what it's like to be that guy going with your to hat. To be turned down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. turned down. Right. Yeah, and to be honest, in 81, I had to plead with Yamaha to keep me because I couldn't ride them Yamahas without okay. it. And I said, oh, shit, you've got to give me another chance. You've got to give me another chance. Yeah. And convinced them to keep me. But so, like, yeah, to, to say that, but, like, you know, yeah. being the ex-racer, yeah. I, 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 I wanted to explain to them why I couldn't do it because that's all always my belief. If you just say no to somebody mm-hmm. – you can be you can be classed as a bit of a prick, you know. Yeah. But yep. but but if you say no, I can't do this because 
people appreciate that because yeah, you, you're sure. giving them a you know, and that's what I tried to do, and try, uh, and I've tried all the way along to do it that way. Yeah, just be so yeah, that you're giving yeah. them a reason, you know, like yep. you know, I can't hire you this year because of because of because. Right, right. Now you got a chance to ride a YZM five hundred. I did, yeah, yeah, I did. At the end of my career, I okay. finished racing. Yeah, um, I never wanted to ride a factory bike. Ever, never, never. Really, all you never wanted to jump on one of Thor- You never had a chance to jump on Thorpe's bike ever. Uh, no. Yep. Never. Okay. No, because you, you know, and, and I. But while I was racing, mm-hmm. I never wanted to know. I okay. didn't want to know <laughs> the difference. Yeah. Because it, it would have absolutely crushed me. Yep. You know, because yeah. you often thought, Christ, they must be getting an easier time than I am. Here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, at the end of like uh, when I. About eight, when would it be? Eighty-six. I think they came ish. in eighty-seven, so, right? Eighty-seven. They were there. Eighty-seven. Yeah. The one of the magazines in the UK said, "Oh, will you come and be a test rider for this bike?" Mm-hmm. I said, "Yeah, I will." Mm-hmm. And this was this aluminium Yamaha. Yeah. And shit, it was everything I thought it would be. <laughs> you know. Whereas when you on on the old wing dinger, when you went right. wing, yeah. the <laughs> brakes and the levers. Blah, 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 blah. Up and up and down and bouncing. This thing was not a movement from the clutch lever or yeah. the brake lever or nothing, you know, yeah. no vibration, nothing, nothing, nothing. And yeah, you could see, you it was, could see, right. Yeah. Uh, you could I, see why and what a factory bike was, you know. I had to laugh because one year, like in 86 at the USGP here, maybe it's 86, yeah, uh, at Motocross Action profiled the gp bikes that guys came over and of course the hondas are just amazing and then they're yes. like and they're like well car carlerquist has a flat exhaust pipe his pipe is flat like whatever yes. whatever that was going on back then that was all yamaha had for an innovation yes exactly <laughs> and it was to duct air over the um cylinder, cylinder. That's what it was for. oh okay yeah. that's why they did it all right <laughs> that's why yeah because he had that real strange yeah well, that bike, uh, Bradshaw famously said, it started with 50 horsepower and ended the motor with 33. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, it's, actually, it's actually pretty amazing that Hacken won the world title, you know? I know. Like, yes. Yeah, he, uh, that's that's a hell of a ride by him. I think maybe underrated. Um, <clears throat> unbelievable. He, but, like, he was a different fella. We were racing a f- – because we used to race French internationals because you could earn a okay. – <laughs> Bloody good money. Okay. Um, so we did these in between yep. British Championships or Grand Prix. Yeah. You'd, you'd do three or four in a row sometimes and earn real good money. And we were at one international and um, Carla was there and we got on with each other quite well, you know. Um, he, we were in the race and I was second to him, but I started catching him up towards the end of the race mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, you don't do this to Carly. You never right, catch right, him towards right, the right. end of a race. He's always gone. And uh, anyway, <clears throat> come back in after the race, and I looked at him and said, well, you know, what's up? Mm-hmm. And he put his hand up to show me. Yeah. And where he'd gone for the front brake, up against the chestnut palings, the chestnut palings had grabbed his second finger in <laughs> and flattened it to the back of his hand. Oh, jeez. 
So he got this finger, like, almost pointed at him. Yeah. <laughs> and he sticks his hand up and shows me and goes... <laughs> he, 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 yeah, he's like, listen, you didn't... Yeah, you didn't catch me. You know, yeah, let me yeah. tell you, right. That's uh, why That's why you closed in on me, because I couldn't touch me for a break. Hope you're enjoying the Fly Racing Racerex podcast with Roger Harvey. Thank you to Renthal and Maxis for making these shows happen. Thank you as well to Cobolinks. It's a lowering suspension link on everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. Use the code PulpMX for free shipping and a discount made up and designed up there in Boise, Idaho. Uh, improve the plushness of your suspension. Ride with more confidence if you're a shorter stature person. You need a Cobolinks. Aprilia to Yamaha. They got you a link. Lower that thing. Have more fun. Have more confidence. Thank you to Motorsport.com as well up there in the Pacific Northwest. OEM and aftermarket parts. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com to help us out. Thank you to motorsport.com. Great prices, free shipping, and over, anything over $79. Big things coming from the guys at Motorsport. Stay tuned for that. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. Uh, thank you, people, for listening. All right. Here's me and Raj and the rest of our conversation. Did yeah, you, uh, just did, hard, man. Did you hear hard the story man. about him? Like, he was testing with Yamaha, and, and apparently, well, he punched a hole in a van at one point. And, yeah. then, and then also, he tried to, like, he was digging a hole with a shovel and they asked him what he was the doing. The bike was going in it. Is, is, that, is that a true story, do you think? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, he, oh, yeah. He's just angry at those guys. Oh, he just, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like he, he's a mechanic, you know, he'd kick him up the backside. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, Bo, he was, yeah. Oh, great. He was a good guy for him, so... Um, you know, like it, there was a right. great respect between them, but uh, oh man, he was yeah. You didn't fall out with Carla, yeah, unless you were coming second. That's yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. He he seemed like a. But then I heard he was an unbelievable guy off the track, super nice. Oh, like, sweet yeah. as hell. Yep, yep, sweet as hell. You know, and and like he liked to drink. You know, yeah. He did he, after the French internationals. They'd sometimes have a do in the local town, and like mm -hmm. yeah. They, uh, they, they, of course, yeah. he stopped for a beer at Namur, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Signature for him, wasn't it? That was, yeah. that was amazing. Um, listen, Rog, you've, you've given me a lot of time. i got a few more questions if that's all right. You're good? Or, no worries. Okay. No worries. Well, I told you an hour, and it's an hour and eight. So um, thank no you for the time. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, by the way, presented by Renthal, Maxis, Motorsport.com, Cobo Links as well. Roger Harvey on the line. Um, what? What I find interesting, like so again, you're you're you know you go back to the '60s, Raj. I, I hate to date you here, but like your motocross, oh. you know, it's just phenomenal. You've seen, you've seen Roger the Coster, right? You've seen Robert, yeah, yeah. And, and then you've seen Jeffrey. I've ne Herlin. never been much trouble to them over the years. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, race race with the wall, yeah. Right, but so, like, do you do you? When you think about watching, you know, um, these greats back in the day and, and the guys now. Uh, it's different techniques. It's different speed. The motorcycles have changed. Training has changed. But are you just like if you just drop, you know, Graham Noyce in in you know in the modern times, he's just as good. Like, do, do you do you see a common theme between all these great riders over the years that you've been around? Um, it's a determination that you don't get in everyday life, and the ability to push mm -hmm. beyond beyond what you're what theoretically you should be capable of yeah um yeah and, and different different ears like you just mentioned Joe robert mm -hmm. he he was a special 
just especially the, the things that he used to do back in then, like, you know, step up onto a jump. You know, you'd see him hit a bump and step up onto it yep. somewhere, you know, yep. things like that, which in the 70s was never heard of. Sure, sure. Um, and they could drift bikes and they could just special. And then, you know, one of the, the greatest ones for me is JMB mm-hmm. uh, because of his track craft. You know, JMB yeah. was like so, so switched on to come out of that turn, be it supercross or outdoor, to come out of that turn in the top three, having snuck around the inside every time. Um, and you see, I've seen that with Jet now. Yeah. With what he's done in these last three or four races. Yeah. It's just like, well, yeah. So you see them them special things that them kids can do mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and they all have, you know, like, like Carcass was, he was just ruthless, ruthless rider. Um, you know, and, yeah. and then you've got Bale, who's like just so smooth. So, yeah, yeah. they've got like this, the, this right. theme, this, but top and bottom, they've just got ability. Yeah. They've just got ability, you know? Yeah. Like if I could have gone one second a lap quicker, I could have been, you know, pitching for a championship. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just you just hadn't got that ability to do that. Yeah. And these guys have, and they can step it up and... Because it, that's all it is, you know, like... like One second, Rog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. Right, you, right. My career was wasted for one second. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I just find it interesting because, like, I'm yeah, I just... I, I'm younger than you, but I just think a great champion from back in the day would be a great champion now. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They, just, they, they've got that talent. It's talent, what they've got. And others that didn't have quite so much talent would have had to work at it. And, and, and that's what they did. You know, Carla. Yeah. He, he hasn't got quite the same talent, sure. natural sure. talent, but he uh, he just worked harder. Who's a rider that never enjoyed a success of Carla or JMB or, or Jet, but was, you know, really talented in your eyes? Is there somebody that stands out? Like, or maybe Herring. Maybe, maybe Herring. Herring. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. just who I was going to say. Okay. Yeah, Robbie yeah. Herring. Right. Robbie Herring had all that talent, but just couldn't (laughs) – it's that last 2% and he he didn't have it. Yeah, yeah. Watley, you know, knowing the guys from the UK, Watley was unbelievable talent. He could go out and win a Grand Prix, and then the next Grand Prix, he could say, I don't know whether I can qualify here. (laughs) What? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, I said, hang on, you you know. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's so, so many over the years, but, like, there's there's – Look at Jeremy Seaward at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 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 like, oh, he, he, how many Grand Prix has he done? 140 yeah. Grand Prix? That's where we need Lewis, don't we? Um, how, how many Grand Prix he'd done? Yeah. And not, not and the pisses he's had are <laughs> huge and never missed a Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. he's just a gritty, gritty, gritty little bugger that, that just hangs on it. Sure, sure. Um, you know, there's 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 so many, there's so many. Noisy, he was he was um, a worker at it. You know, he, it's talent, okay, but um, I think that grit and determination mm-hmm. carried him through. It's interesting to see now too. Of course, as you know, uh, we're getting these technology nowadays is is so huge. Like between the ECUs and what they can do and the sensors. Yep. Uh, yeah, you know the the bikes are getting crazier and crazier technology wise, and you know it's no secret the road race guys over here in America they all got jobs in the motocross team now. 
you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. It's all that's come across. And that's, to be honest, how how most of the teams have to run these days. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You'd have to have the data guy, the you know, the guy that can play with the ECU and, you know, whereas back in the day they've been left to you and you what you're going to do yeah. is have a look at your plug and, and yeah. oh, okay well yeah. I'll drop the needle one and, and maybe I can go up one on the main or yeah. whatever yeah. yeah um and these guys just plug in just change it about and yeah. do it you know it's it's quite it's been for me it's been such a privilege to work with HRC and see how they operate absolutely yeah you know like um right and and have them speak openly to me because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. all this stuff is very secretive. And it's just been a great privilege to, to, to be involved in that and have, have that ability or, or have, have, have them have the confidence in me to just speak to you and, and talk to you about it because it's just yeah. amazing. Because you- yeah, I was stuck in road racing for – Oh, you were four or five years, yeah. Oh, oh that's terrible. So I run, run the road race team, you know. So okay. I learned learned a hell of a lot how they run there, you know. But then MotoGP is at uh, another level. Yeah, yeah. I don't like yeah. I don't like the F1 and MotoGP very much. I mean, I, I have a passing interest in F1. I read about the recaps and everything else. I read yes. about Ferrari screwing things up. But yeah. I don't like that it's such electronics and technology dominated. Yeah, I, yeah I just, exactly. Yeah. You, know, you know, Red Bull have got the best car at the moment. Yeah. They're winning. Right. Before that, Hamilton had the best car yeah. in the and Mercedes. He was winning. Yeah. He won. Right. yeah. It's it's all down to the cars, isn't it? Yeah, you and know? I love motocross yeah. because, again, like it's such a, you know, it's so hard and it's such a, uh, a rider factor as to how good yes, you are. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, you can make the time with with the with the ride far easier than you can make it with the bike. Yeah. that's for certain. No, absolutely. Um, man, what a career you've had! What a, you, the champions you've been around, the, the results you've yes. had as a racer, uh, stood on the podium across the nations, top five in the world. Um, again, like uh, I just love as a historian of the sport that you know your career has intersected with Marty Smith, Gaston Rayher, Roger DeCoster. You know, uh, through the years, uh, and again, yeah. I'm, I'm probably making you feel old here. And now you're with Jeffrey Hurlings and Tim Geyser and Chase Sexton. And man, Rog, you've 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 yeah. you've done it, man. Like, I, I've enjoyed it. You know, I've yeah. enjoyed it, and it's still still enjoyment now. So, yeah, it beats working we'll for see. a living, right? It does, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, exactly. If I had a proper job, I'd be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's awesome, and I think that uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool what you've done in the industry and in the sport, and and we should learn from people like you. We should listen to people like you, and uh, you know, try to make the sport better all the time. So, and yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's I, I've tried to move with the times, right? So right. that's what you've got to do. Like, because if if I'm stuck in the back in the sixties and seventies, then you know, used to anybody, you know. So yeah, yeah. And, and one yeah. last time, do you want Lewis back or not? We'll ship him back. No, oh. don't want him nowhere near. Okay. The only yeah. thing we needed him for now in this was <laughs> yeah. how many races has Jeremy Seymour won? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, perfect. That's, that's yep. all we needed him for. Otherwise, yep. he would have been redundant. You know? Yeah, so absolutely. Keep good, good point. <laughs> uh, thank you for the time, Raj. Uh, really an you're honor welcome. to talk to you. Always a really – you've been such a nice guy to me over the years. Very friendly, and uh, and I love uh, putting it down on a podcast here for people to listen. So uh, thank you. Thank you very much for the time. Thanks very much, Rod. All the best. Thanks, Raj. See you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners. Don't change the air. Don't change the air.